0: Okay, Diana, go.
1: You're listening to San Antonio Public Library's podcast Tuned In. This podcast has been made possible through a generous donation from the San Antonio Public Library Foundation. April is Poetry Month, and libraries throughout the city are celebrating poetry. Find these events and more at mysapple.org and click on the events calendar.
0: Thank you, Diana. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, today, we are going to uh, have a discussion about books. Believe it or not, it's one of those things that we do, working in a library. Imagine the, the that we eventually come around to that anyways. But um, since the San Antonio Book Festival is coming up here really soon, we thought it would be a neat idea to kind of cull the list of authors and books that will be presented or represented uh, at the San Antonio Book Festival, and we picked out a few And uh, we're going to take turns and talk about the items that we've selected, everybody except for me because I didn't do my homework. But I will do my best to sit here and keep, keep the conversation going. So I've got today with me, uh, Hondo is here. How are you, Hondo?
2: Hey, Dan, I'm doing great. I didn't do my homework either, but I did use suggestions from you and from Diana. Fantastic.
0: So all for that. We've got JD. How are you today, JD? Hey,
3: guys. I did my homework and
1: is there extra credit? Fantastic.
0: There, Yes, there, there will be. We've got Diana. How are you, Diana?
1: Yes, doing great. Thanks.
0: And we've got Mason. How are you doing, Mason? I'm doing well. Thank you, Dan. Fantastic. All right. So everybody's got books down in front of them. Everybody is ready to jump into the conversation. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to kick it off. Um, And does anybody want to volunteer to be the first person to present their book?
4: Sure. Uh, I'd love to volunteer. Thank you, Mason. Uh, So I read an interesting work of fiction called A People's History of the Vampire Uprising. It's by uh, a freshman author named Raymond A. Villarreal, and he is a, a local attorney. Well, Here in San Antonio, who uh, who's taken a crack at the the vampire genre. Nice. The the book is a, an oral telling of a modern vampire uh, awakening. Okay. I would say, and how uh, society deals with that in a variety of ways from several different perspectives, sort of a sort of like a World War Z fashion oral history. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the main characters are. Uh, A CDC doctor, a member of the FBI, Mm -hmm. and a Jesuit priest. Interesting perspectives. Yeah, yeah. interesting and uh, diverse perspectives. Yes. So there's a couple other uh, secondary characters introduced, but those are the three main protagonists. I would say. I uh, I found the way that Mr. Villarreal um, weaves political, like modern political discourse. And uh, media into his narrative, he really does a good job of kind of exploring the way a society, or our our modern modern society, would react to something like a you know a vampire from genre fiction True. actually appearing in society. Uh, everything from social media reactions to uh supreme court rulings
0: interesting mm-hmm. so what did you what did you think about the book how did you how did I, it how did it speak to you
4: it or, or was, it, it some really cool concepts um, like i said the way that it sort of explores uh, a modern perspective is very interesting i i did find some of the the, the writing a little bit jarring uh the way that perspectives change a little bit is kind of can kind of bring out the narrative a couple times sure. and the author being a lawyer does get into some i'm sure in a from a lawyer's perspective excellent uh, uh legal arguments right but it can it can weigh down the narrative a little bit uh but not 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 so much that i would discourage someone who has an interest in uh horror or vampire genres from uh, checking it out. Gotcha.
2: So, yeah. so do you think this is more for someone who is a fan of True Blood, a fan of World War Z, or a John Grisham fan to read this book? Uh, or something else?
0: Or maybe a blend of all three.
4: It, it can be, I would say, it, it, it can come off as a blend of World War Z and uh, True Blood, for sure. You definitely get those kind of feel for, from certain characters in the narrative. Uh, I don't know that I would offer it to a John Grisham fan, uh, but I wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't. I won't judge them because I'm, I'm not a huge John Grisham fan myself. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's it's interesting. What 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 sounds interesting to me is that it's like a like a actual integration. Like it's not a it's not an invasion like uh, Guillermo del Toro's The Strain, or even there, like it that. actually
4: has a few of those aspects. They're not as well explored as part of the other parts so the a lot of the perspective of the Jesuit priest is he becomes part of an order that's opposed to the sure uh, the gloamings as they're called in the uh, the vampires are called Uh, they find vampire to be a uh, I guess racist term oh really? so uh, there's one example of the the state of California symbolically outlawing the the word interesting yeah so it it definitely explores a lot of modern issues with society, racism, sexism, in but through the, the lens of, hey, these people are totally different than right. anyone else, and maybe are eating us. So,
0: so that, and, and so then it almost sounds like it's got kind of an X Men vibe going on in there too.
4: That's a I I didn't think of that originally, but yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, thank you, Mason. Yes. You're very so well.
0: who wants to go next? We got a volunteer to go. Everybody's looking at Hondo. Hondo.
2: What? Voluntil. Okay. So on this, uh Dan like I was kind of saying uh you know was inspired into look at the books that you recommended Excuse me the author. So I've got Lucha Libre, The Man in the Silver Mask here. It's a bilingual cuento and um uh you've seen the uh, author and illustrator Javier Garza at a few library events, is that right? I
0: actually, well, I first uh, encountered Javier Garza uh, when he did a storytelling event back when I used to work for the Institute of Texan Cultures. Um, and then after that, yes, I, I've, I've uh, bumped into him at a few other uh, library events. He's, uh, he's a really sociable guy. He's a really, uh, he's a really kind man. Uh, and if you ask him to come out to your event, pretty much you're pretty much guaranteed that he's gonna show up and he's gonna put on a good show and, and he's a wonderful storyteller. He's very engaging and, and a great artist as well. Um, and, yeah, so I, I'm glad you actually went out and, and grabbed a couple of those books because, I, I mean, I enjoy them a lot.
4: I was going to say, I love the art style.
2: Oh, yeah, his, his art is, is great. You know, he's really creative with all the types of uh, uh, masks that are in the wrestling ring. Uh, it is, uh, you know, a lot of these books are bilingual. Uh, he's got a bilingual counting book, uh, the adventure book, a Christmas book, all sorts of uh, things. And... Uh, so he's going to be here at the book festival then, right? That's correct. Um, so, you know, and he and he's a San Antonio guy, correct? That's also okay. correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, lots of points right there. Um, I did also uh, look at a another uh, book for kids that Diana had had uh, suggested and read, and I read uh, Dreamers. Um, Diana, uh, why were you uh, drawn to uh, that book?
1: Um, well, first of all, because. We had two weeks to do, to prepare for this assignment. And it's a juvenile book. So I thought I could get through it quickly. But I wasn't sure how I would relate. It's dreamers. And it's about the transition of coming from another country, moving to another country, and making your way into the new country, where everything is new and exciting, but nothing is familiar at the same time.
2: And, and it is the author's story, correct? It's
1: the author's story. She comes to the United States with her son uh, and lives. She doesn't know English when she comes, uh, and so what she finds out. I think she she's there. She's here in the states for a couple of months, but uh, her mother-in-law takes her to the library, and there she finds all the solace that she needs. And with her son, who's an infant. Uh, She takes the children's books and reads them to him him, and he doesn't care, she says. It was great because he doesn't care if she mispronounces or doesn't know what it means. She can show him the illustrations and it's fun. And at the library, it's just a place, she said, where you can just go into and lose yourself and get away from the hectic pace outside and you can build your confidence and feel sure. And uh, this story, uh, actually, when I was reading it, I, and I thought, I just picked it up, I you know, I didn't know how I would relate. Actually, when I picked myself up and flew to Tokyo to teach English as a second language, everything was new and exciting and nothing was familiar. And when I went to the library, that's where I found my solace and some books to learn Japanese. Um, and when she related that, I was just like, oh, yes, that's, that's exactly what I did.
4: So you were able to kind of uh, relate to it on a personal level.
1: Right.
0: Cool. That's awesome. D- do you want to give us the author's name real quick?
1: Yuji Morales, Who? Y-U-Y-I. Morales,
0: who has done some programming with the library, also she's done some poetry readings, uh, and uh, I understand is a really, really
4: cool person. Did you know anything about Zhuji before picking up picking up the book?
1: No, I knew nothing.
4: Do you, is that a normal practice for you? Do you do you like to check check up on the author before or after you you pick up other work?
1: You know, I didn't usually care about the author when I would read a book I would just enjoy the book and then when I was teaching it was really more interesting to read about the author with the students and it just added a depth It added a feeling about the story when I knew when the class knew about the author so I I like to know about the author now
4: what did you learn about this one?
1: oh my goodness her story is incredible um, Let's see. Well, she's a fantastic illustrator. She enjoys art. So she's illustrated most of her, most of the books. But she,
4: did, she, she did the illustrations for this book as well. Right. Oh Well, yeah, I can tell they are, they're... I wish we had a camera, because they're, they're <laughs> quite good. You should go check it out at your local library.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're gorgeous. Yeah.
2: And, and uh, Diana, one thing that is a bonus that, that I saw at the end was that um, that Gigi goes into detail on how she created The art. I thought that was uh, definitely a plus. You know, um, where she was relaying both uh, uh, the technique, um, the history for the uh, these uh, collages that she created, these fantastic collages in the book, and lots and lots of references to scores of classic and relatively new also uh, children's books in there. That's right. That's really great for any uh, bibliophile uh, reading the book.
1: Yes, it is. (laughs)
2: So uh, yeah, that was. I'm, I'm glad you found that one. I was. I had. Uh, I had fun reading that. I mean, well, I, I say fun, but it is actually um, uh, very, uh, very personal from her. Uh, very emotional. Uh, you know, there's everything from fear to joy in it, um, and uh, then of course it really celebrates what libraries can do
4: for people. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was, I was really excited about this book when I started reading about it. Yeah, I didn't expect expect that.
4: Those are the best kind of books when you kind of start out with a not with a not a solid idea of what you're going into and then you just get this really cool.
0: The pleasant surprise. Out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pleasant surprise. Well, J D?
3: Well, we I had the same experience. I knew nothing about this author other than she's coming to the book festival. It's Carrie Fountain, the name of the book's I'm not missing. Mm-hmm. And I was really delighted that it's it, an awesome book from start to finish. It is. It's a YA novel, and the pro- protagonist Miranda, mm-hmm. she has a really outgoing friend, and just a, a couple of chapters in, she goes missing, like, oh wow, no trace, whatever. Yeah, it, it's that's something else I like about the book. There's a lot of there's like, like kind of grittyness mm-hmm. to it. There's like heartwarming. There's cool stuff. It, it has a lot of different like uh, changes, and her writing style is extremely descriptive. Um, not, not in the way like with a lot of ad- adjectives or adverbs, but you just—they're parting in the desert. You feel yourself there. I was like more aware of like or thinking about rattlesnakes, reading this book than I should be where I live in Texas.
2: Sure. <laughs> um,
3: no. When they're like having interpersonal like conversations and stuff, you know exactly what's going on with their psychologies. And once again, it's a very like cool, um, organic way she puts it. It's it's right. it's, uh, it's legit.
0: I think a lot of people make a make a pretty critical mistake in thinking that young young adult fiction, YA fiction, is somehow less sophisticated than adult fiction. I think I found that the opposite is true, that they deal with a lot of themes and a lot in in a lot of character perspectives that are actually as diverse and sometimes more diverse than adult fiction.
3: Sometimes. There aren't a lot lot of vampire mermaid books out there. Sure, of course, of of course. course. And um, uh, we were talking about not uh, knowing about the author, and of course I, I had a week to read this because I was sick, um, but after I read it, I, I looked into her, and she's actually the 2019 um, Texas Poet Laureate. I didn't even know she wrote oh, wow. poems, I don't think there's a poem in the book, it's just um, prose. But, um, and also she uh, teaches in Austin, and one of one of your colleagues, Vicky, actually took classes with her. she's evidently like a really, oh, really uh, yeah. cool mentor.
0: So, and that probably, the, the fact that she's a poet probably explains the very descriptive, very, yeah. uh, like, you know, painterly language that, that you encountered in the book.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, really, it's really lay um, person, I should say, the, the, the way she writes in the book. Sure. Because I've seen her poetry, and it's awesome, but it's totally a different, um, different thing.
4: Right. So, Tan, you mentioned that there's a common misconception that YA novels are somehow less sophisticated. I actually have a, a fun story was talking to a friend this week and they were check. they were going to the library and looking for a, a book series that was highly recommended to them and they just they couldn't find it they were looking all over the place
0: mm-hmm.
4: and then they finally did what most people should do and they went and asked a librarian <laughs> and the librarian said oh that's in the ya section and they said well i felt a little bit embarrassed that i was going into the ya section and i told them why you should never feel embarrassed going i mean Would you feel embarrassed going and picking out a book in the children's section for a a good book, a a Texas Bluebonnet book or something like that? No. Someone should always feel comfortable going into a YA section. I mean, like you said, there are plenty of Vampire Mermaid books, but there are plenty of adult fiction versions of those as well. Right,
3: right. Do you remember the series that we're looking for?
4: Ooh, it was something about fairy, like a fairy kingdom but I don't remember the, the series off the top of my head. I've seen definitely seen the books around the library though. They they circulate very heavily.
0: It's yeah, and so I've had a similar experience with people that have come to the reference desk, and they, an adult, will will come to the reference desk and do the you know the look around real quick to make sure there isn't anybody an easy earshot, and then they ask me for something out of a out of a YA series, and it's like it's it's okay, you know, never apologize for your reading tastes. Mm -hmm. It's like it's what it's what appeals to you. It's what you enjoy reading. So, you know, I mean, hey, celebrate that. That's a good thing. You know, if you found something that makes a connection to you and and uh, and that you enjoy. And it doesn't matter if it's YA or if it's adult or if it's a graphic novel or, Mm -hmm. you know, heck, even if it's a kid's book, I I love where the wild things are. I'll read that thing now. Absolutely. I, I don't even need my kids to be around and they're too old to enjoy it anyways. Um, but I still read it because I enjoy it, and you know, it speaks to me, and,
4: and, and it's one of those things that I keep going back to over and over again. Yeah, t- tying this back into what you were talking about earlier, Dinah, the, the library should always be a place where you feel comfortable going, and you can you can find any experience.
1: That's right, yeah. And I learned, uh, when I wanted to start learning how to invest about 20, 25 years ago, I would read some of the Investment books in the adult section, and I understood nothing. Right. And so, what did I do? I went to the kids' book and I read every book in the kids' section about invest, even the 32-page book about banking, because you pick up the terminology, you pick up the jargon that's used in it's the really investment concise. world. It's concise. Uh, it's it's informative, and it it doesn't go over my head. But I was able to build up enough vocabulary and enough. Uh, they kept the, the one thing they keep saying in the investment world is um, your portfolio, and the only portfolio I could relate to was an art portfolio, until I finally understood. Oh, it's just how they, it's just their.
4: It's the, the jargon, it's the language. Yeah,
0: right.
1: That's right. But I wouldn't have gotten that without going to the kids section. Mm-hmm. It was great. That's really cool.
0: Does anybody have any final thoughts about the books they read or maybe some of the other books that are available, uh, other authors that are uh, going to be guests at the San Antonio Book Festival?
2: Well, then I know that whenever I come to the Book Festival, there's a lot of great storytellers. You know, you mentioned Javier Garza is a great storyteller of uh, the kids' books. Um, I've had the pleasure of seeing uh, author H.W. Brands uh, from UT Austin, mm-hmm. and he is a raconteur. Uh, so he's got a lot of nonfiction to choose from. Uh, that's on the list to do, and uh, he actually does his stories with a cliffhanger. Um, I know that another professor from uh, UT Rio Grande Valley, W. F. Strong, he's going to be appearing, and he's a storyteller who appears on the Texas Standard on a regular basis. And um, you know, then there's also a very serious nonfiction book, uh, history of Texas, also. Uh, Another professor, Monica Munoz-Martinez, she has a book, The Injustice Never Leaves You, Anti-Mexican Violence in Texas. And um, I first heard her work on the uh, San Antonio, uh, Texas public radio show, Fronteras. And uh, so I'm sure that's going to be a very, uh, very detailed, uh, very gritty, uh, very dark period of uh, Texas history, Mm -hmm. uh, but also very important. So there are a lot of both fiction and nonfiction storytellers I, I look forward to
0: hearing from. Well, thank you guys very much. This is a really good conversation. I really enjoyed uh, having the opportunity to hear about the books that you all read. Uh, I promise I will read one <laughs> and do the makeup homework, even if it is only for half credit. I will hold um, you to that. Okay, that yes, definitely hold me to that.
1: Thanks for listening to San Antonio Public Library's podcast, Tuned In.
0: All right, we'll see you at the
2: library. Hey, thanks for listening, and get connected on mysapple.org. With Twitter,
1: Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat,
2: Pinterest, Flickr, Instagram, and follow tuned in on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music.